This is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, girl. Hey. Why'd you not matching my energy? Girl, I'm just trying to do the math in my head of when this episode comes out. Will we know? No, we won't. It comes out the day before we know whether or not we're going to be in a civil war. So. I feel like either way we might be in a civil war. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it comes out the day before we know which side is going to win. We also, I think we record the next episode before that as well. So, luckily for the listeners. Oh no, because my, that's another thing we got to work out. But <laughs> Oh, that's actually, he actually moved it. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, we, we no. offline about that. Because <laughs> we over here uh, planning stuff and what you mean by that? And just, okay. <laughs> okay. I, I just know both between both of us the probability of us forgetting is at least is like at a 95% likelihood we'll see but yeah well um I guess I mean that's all it's, it's bleak out here but still putting episodes out grind 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 mm-hmm. rise and grind Katie I was gonna say something terrible but you know what I'm just gonna what was that w- we're like a two minutes what in. What were you gonna say? It's you don't know what it's here. Are you sure? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, Don't I can say it, but then I feel like you're gonna be upset when I say it. All right. So news this week. <laughs> um, why we would have recording equipment, I don't know. But um, I mean, maybe you could grab. What we're not the doing this. <laughs> like, we're not doing this. Um. Ooh. So, uh, a former University of Michigan violin professor was just arrested on charges of transporting a minor over state lines and engaging in sexual activity. Y'all just do whatever. What? Like, what the heck? It, it, it's first really of all, in a panoramic? Why are y'all mm-hmm. outside? No. So, the alleged crimes, they occurred in 2002. Um, he could face up to 15 years in federal prison. That's it? Um. Well, how old is he? I mean, even if he faced fifteen years, he would die in prison because he was sixty-five when it happened in two thousand two. Oh, so. let's hope. Um. Yes, this is just crazy because you know we were just talking about what happened at Curtis, and first mm-hmm. of all, how long it took them to even be like, "Oh yeah, she's telling the truth," and. You know, the guy who did that to her is now dead and never had to um, had to pay for it. And it's just is like you see people in these positions of power. They have like so much influence and so much. Um, it's just such an imbalanced uh, power dynamic. Um, and it doesn't say whether or not this person was a student, but regardless, like this person, because he is a predator. And so whether right. or not she was a student, this was still someone who was a predator in this um, environment with uh, with young people. So it's, it's, you know, not to say that, um, I mean, there's a possibility that he could have been, I guess, you know, doing predatory behavior to students. Um, right, yeah. imagine how many people didn't come forward. Exactly. It's just like, you know, regardless of, oh, you know, well, First of all, it doesn't matter whether or not she was a student. You still transporting minors over state lines and 
being nasty. So that's um, so weird to me. Like, what? What? I don't even know where to begin with that. Y'all are sick. And you know, he was working at that university. He was working there since 1989, and probably would have continued to work there. If they didn't, if they didn't push it some more, well, he's already retired now. Oh shoot! Yeah, he's retired now. So he, he was living his his grand old life. He was the um, oh gosh, sorry. He was the he was a faculty director at a pre college program, a pre college program. Oh my goodness! Like, okay, like I just I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. It's just, it's really like people just be walking around doing whatever. It's just like, I don't, I'm just glad I don't have kids Ugh, because it just sucks. Like you, you know, you send your, your kid to a, a program. And um, faith. Exactly. You don't know who, even when you know people, you don't know who they really are. It just sucks. Every once in a while, I think about Simone Biles just randomly. I follow her on all platforms, but, you know, she's too busy breaking world records. So she's not really on social media like that. But um, every once in a while, I just think about her. I'm like, wow, she's really, like, superhuman. So I uh, was watching some documentary about that, and the Larry Nassar situation came up. And I was, like, kind of, like, heartbroken for many reasons, but I was thinking about, like, how many, how much similarities, like, gymnastics has to classical music and that your parents kind of just like put you out there in good faith no knowing that the adults who are taking care of you like aren't gonna hurt you and they were talking about the camps like the if you are gonna qualify to represent the, the united states at like the world championships or the olympics you have to go to the olympic training camp run by them two ukrainian uh <laughs> couple i forgot bella and something and um parents aren't allowed to go it's like four or five days away and they're just doing gymnastics all day like just gymnastics all day and you know no one was watching larry when he was they thought it was normal to be a, the, the way i'm not going to say it on the mics but the way that they would examine them he would examine them and like treat their things and it's like kids would get like, all anxious before they had to go because they didn't want to go back to camp and they would be crying days before talking about like someone was like i don't, I don't want to go and it's like I hate that, you know, adults take advantage of children in these spaces and not even just children. You see like our colleagues at the collegiate level getting taken advantage of in these spaces. It's like really sick. Like if you, I can't, I don't know what kind of, what got to be going through your mind to even, to even do that. Knowing that you have, I mean, I guess people do seek power and stuff, but that's just, I can't, I can't even put that into words. Like how gross that is not even not not only not only the act but taking advantage of something like that like and knowing that they're not going to say anything like the girl people were talking about larry for years before people started listening especially like early gymnastics like in the 1980s when someone said something the first girl to say something was from the ukraine like in the (laughs) in like the like 1980s or 70s he said something that people were like yeah okay like, and it didn't do anything about it you know and now it's like all these big names and then when simone says something that's when that's when they close the camp down they don't go there anymore i'm like that's first of all that's annoying it was other big gymnasts too though i'm not gonna 
name drop because people gonna be like we don't know gymnasts but i'd be like it's interesting to me like y'all really be flipping around like that um I mean, people. I feel like people know the the. Yeah, it was like Allie Raisman said something. Jordan Weber said something. Some people, Madison Madison Coulson said something. Who Chile? Classical music. Y'all too dense for that. But I think people are starting to get get through there as well. Shout out to the parents because I would be in jail. I I would be in jail. You have your child. I sent my I sent my son to uh freaking piano lessons. And then like, and he he don't know. No, nah. <laughs> I'm going to jail. I, I uh, yeah. Right, but like, they go somewhere they never been before. You all them keys gone. <laughs> Being a parent sounds stressful. Shout out to y'all. Right, you'll see. Did you? <laughs> Right. Oh, I didn't mean to. I didn't Delaney, mean to put your you news out there, Katie. Okay. <laughs> like, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Actually, I'm asking for this. You can't be. That's why the panorama. Yeah, that, I think that, isn't it going to be a whole bunch of quarantine babies? You have to have an arrangement before the panoramic starts. Well, actually, for some of y'all, I know. Living free. I spoke to one, one of my cousins today. She stressed me out. She was like, yeah, girl, I'm living my life. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, well, go ahead and make the best of it because tomorrow's not promised. Y'all are so stressful. <laughs> who was that? Who? Oh, I know who it is. I'm not going to say obviously, but you said that they were like, um, they were just out. No mask, just out going places, and he said they was doing, living it up, spending all this money, and I said, "Well, can't take it with you." <laughs> Wait, <laughs> and you Who? going soon? So, well, what was the context? Well, you can't say that either. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, because it was a, a a big event just happened in their life. It's gonna kill. Me. Um, that okay, that okay. I would they would give it away. Yeah, a hint is two. This happened. Okay, so this big event, two people who were close to had it. Basically, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put it together. I'm gonna put it together. Yeah, yeah. But this person is um, one that is not. Uh, I don't know how you can actually. So. To be fair, I'm not afraid of COVID either. It's not. A, it's a bad. It's a bad cold. I'm. I'm afraid of what happens after covid that's what people are realizing that's what people because I, I know a couple people who had covid and it seems like a very terrible horrendous awful cold that's what it seemed like headache body pain can't swallow can't walk can't breathe okay i i've like i've i um i'm not gonna sit out on the mics but i just i someone close to me had a tragic end to that because it's like and it's like you really could it could be good you know what i'm saying that's that's what was so devastating about that it's like it was months later the complications are far worse like that's what people don't realize i don't know why y'all are so dense and so daft that you cannot get that through your mind it's the i mean yes i mean i don't think i would survive the cold itself because honestly with the common cold i'm calling on the name of jesus like i'm so dramatic i'm trying to work on it I don't know how to stop being dramatic if someone knows a book recommendation because I would like to. I don't want to be in a full sweat when I see a spider. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that. 
I want to work on it. But I don't think I would do it because I, you know, I, I get a headache and I'm out for the day. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm afraid of the complications, the blood clots, glaucoma, just to name a few fun ones, death. People going deaf? Organ failure. All right, so um, it's a really good thing I'm saving the rest, the more positive news for last. <laughs> this is just crazy. Um, what shall I? So um, NPR Music has just launched a new program. Um, <laughs> that's hosted by uh, pianist Laura Downs. You guys may know her from the recording she's done. She's done. Some recordings of Florence Price uh, works and, you know, great pianist. Um, so she is hosting a new program called Amplify with Laura Downs. Um, and basically it's a series of intimate conversations with black musicians who are experiencing creative awakenings uh, during, you know, being in quarantine, this time of transfer- transformation and kind of uncertainty of what's going to come next. So um, I'm going to link, first of all, the interview that she did about it, which has like everything you need to like listen. She I think the first episode is out. I'm the guest that she has on the first episode. Oh, I thought you said you were the guest. Sure I said, wait, hold on. Come on, announcement. I don't know what you be doing. I don't know. Anyway, um yeah so that's the news this week oh wait no it wasn't (laughs) oh my god i need to channel my inner elephant i forget everything okay so i was on um god's gift to humanity twitter and um i saw a tweet and it was it was something very simple um it oh this is intermission y'all just in case you've been listening for the first (laughs) time Okay, so um, I saw something very regular. If it was like, um, if 2020 was an alcohol, what would it be? So I just transformed that to a little music rendition. Also, the Delaney doesn't drink. So that would make no sense. And this is not classically drinking podcast. So let's go down the list. If 2020 was a piece, what piece would it be? 2020 was a piece. It was a Coping <laughs> Corner concerto. I know y'all don't agree with me about that. I forgot about it's your disdain for that piece. Um, it's just the, way, the what is it? The third movement. I, <laughs> I'm literally like everything I ate today is like right up on the tip I'm of to my throat. When we get out of this, just thinking wanna... about it. Oh, it is so weird. It's just so terrible. Girl, we got the really news for next week. Why is it's, it, girl? Why is it hold down, girl? Also, it's always very awkward for me when people be raving about that Barbara Adagio, and I'm just standing there like, "What are y'all talking?" I don't. I do not mess with. It's Ardagio not for good. So everyone's like, "Oh my god, we get to play it!" I was like. Like, y'all could have cycled me out. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Like, I don't it's hate the right. piece, but it's just like, yeah, like, I don't, I definitely you know, don't like fresh it. ears. So. You know, chance, I also have no choice. Um, so, there's that. <laughs> what am I going to do? Right, that part. I ain't playing because I don't like it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, my piece will be La Mer because what is happening? What's going on this year? La Mer's t- I'm not gonna like. I will never give that piece any rest. That piece is. We need to do like a a twenty worst pieces of all time episode. I would thoroughly enjoy that. I got plenty to add. Right until somebody hack into my computer and be like, "Hmm, how about we do a twenty of your worst com- uh, performances hey, yeah, of all time?" My your mammy business, not mine. Second, I don't got twenty performances for you to listen to. And breaking them up into movements. I don't think I still got maybe. Okay. Uh if twenty twenty was a piece for solo bass, what would it be? For solo bass? Oh dang, I feel like I forgot to do this one. Um It would be the braids from the third suite, mm-hmm. Bach cello suites. And it's funny because the third suite is actually my favorite overall suite. Oh, I love it so much. Those berets are the bane of my existence. They're one of the ones, I guess, that it's more. A lot of the times, yeah, Bach imagine. is awkward to play on the bass because be 50, we're tuned 50, in fourths yeah. and not. Yeah. And we're tuned in fourths, but I don't like that. I just. I, they are the bane of my existence. And it's like, yes, half of this is because oh, okay. it sounds bad Wait, when I play it. But like... I'm not saying they sound bad, but they're a pain to play. I don't like to play them, so... Their fingerings are awkward. It's annoying. And also, it's just like... I feel like... Playing Bach as a bass player is just setting yourself up, not setting yourself up for failure, but like there's just certain, there's a certain resonance the cello has that's not impossible to achieve on the bass, but mm-hmm. it's very, very hard. Yes, we, y'all play second suite? I've heard people play the prelude and the gigue, but I'm sure everyone's played pretty much every, you know, but there are just some that are uh, more common than others. The prelude is pretty common, as is the, g- that, I don't the want that jig at all. That jig does not sit in my hand. Isn't it slaps. Bum, 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 I don't know why my hand. Dun, 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 oh, he did that. Yeah, that's. Why can't his black cousin over? Why can't his black cousin over that weekend when he wrote it? Dun, dun. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that leaned too much. It leaned too much. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Daquan. Right. Your hand, Daquan. Daquan was probably what it was. Okay. <laughs> uh, shoot. Okay, my piece for solo viola is a Pendarecki viola cadenza. This is honestly one of the worst pieces ever written, period. It is the only piece <laughs> that I have a visceral reaction to. It's very strange. Like, 
I don't even know how to explain it. I literally like, I don't know how to explain it. I have a visceral reaction. Like I start getting like these, this weird feeling. I don't know. I just don't like, I feel like almost like in between like nausea and, and I, I, I know I said I'm dramatic, so I don't know. I know people don't believe me, but like, I've never felt this before the same. I, ha- I have the same reaction to his piece, Hiroshima, whatever that's called the victims of Hiroshima it's the same it's the same type of thing I have a visceral reaction I remember this girl my last year at Eastman was playing this piece for her recital and I said I was not finna go to her recital and did not go because I'm not finna be subject to that piece it's I don't it's very did I go to her recital oh wait I did go to her recital but what did I do because I remember I did not hear her perform it I must have stepped out I must have went to the bathroom I stepped out. <laughs> no, cause I actually remember her Ridiculous. on stage. So I did go because that, that was awesome. Mr. Taylor was starting to get mad. People not going to the recital. So I did go, but I, I definitely stepped so. out or I came late. If it was the first on the program, I came late. I've, I can't explain it. I just have a, like, I feel yucky when I hear it. It's very strange. I feel like I'm going to be sick. I feel like I need to lay down. I don't know, girl. That piece is terrible, and that's what this year is. I feel sick. I feel like I need to lay down all the time with little blessings in between, but mainly nausea. Okay, let's make some people mad. If 2020 was an instrument, what would it be? That's what it would be the trumpet. Y'all knew that. (laughs) Y'all already knew this is coming. Also, uh, I don't know why <laughs> poor Peyton got his feelings hurt every day. He was, he was like enough with the trumpet slander. I'm like, we don't like y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another guy from from Eastman replied and was like, okay, but do we you? get it. I'm like, but do yeah, you know? Because you still play all, the trumpet, so that's why I'm making all that really with these little buttons. <laughs> And it's so funny because when we did that, like when we had people comment to eliminate the the first instrument, trumpet was the first to go, so quick and so. It, I it mean, probably yeah. was unanimous. Oh, we got to do one of those again. That was fun. People be so invested, and we got more followers yeah. now. It's messy. <laughs> that takes time, though. We got to do that in the year. Um, why did you say trumpet? I said trumpet because one. I'm pretty sure I, my head has been there mute for years. Although the MSO we sit behind, like where the cello sits, so I might change my mind on it. And then number two is I, I want in. I will never forget the trumpet because in instrumental methods, in brass methods, I could never get a buzz. I couldn't even buzz on the thing. And that's what this year feel like. It feel like you're just doing a whole lot of trying. Everybody trying their best. Okay, so that's why I picked trumpet. But why'd you pick it? Because this year just been <laughs> loud and annoying, and that's what the trumpet is. So, um, and just, just I feel like I don't know. Y'all just do too much, and twenty twenty has been doing way too much, and mm-hmm. just coming out of nowhere too. Like twenty twenty, like every month has just come out of nowhere and hit people like a freight train, and I feel like that. Is what the sound of the trumpet does. Now, I'm not right, saying the trumpet never hiding, sounds good. Uh, Trump hiding. You know, I knew you was gonna say that. That sounds. That does that not sound good. Like I can't. It's like so you know good. what? No, I, I've never heard it. But I'm just saying, like, just the 
the hiding and oh (laughs) first of all a trumpet concerto and then the fact that Haydn wrote it doesn't exactly make me excited about it any, either. Haydn is okay, but like Haydn got I like three four like little ditties in King Pass. It's really three four. He do, he do that cello oh, concerto, yes. the C major one. I do, I do quite like that concerto. But um, I mean, I'm gonna trust you. I mean, the trumpets are the violins, or the, or the brass, or the, or the winds. Violin players too, too <laughs> much. Oh my god. We get it. <laughs> That's what I so there's somebody that we know who is constantly playing the trumpet on social media. Oh yeah. Constantly. And I'm like, we get it. <laughs> two toots. Like, <laughs> some people really love it. <laughs> I was talking to some people. And they were talking about uh, we were having an ironic conversation about being um, rude in rehearsals, and I, I said so the conversation went on, and I said um, something to the effect of like, you know, a lot of people like they can't separate their lives from their instrument, like their instrument is their personality, and the room got quiet, and I said, oh, I'm like, interesting. I'm like, I love the viola, but the viola is like not my everything i don't i don't sit on the couch and be like oh my god i wish let me unpack (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's very true some people just simply like like their if you like if that's your thing it's your thing is it's just giving very much weird it's giving very much it's like if if the conversation veers outside of your start foaming like, at the mouth, like a robot. <laughs> foaming at the mouth. I was <laughs> you foaming at the mouth and it, convulsing. <laughs> we need to do a video. It's just weird to me. I mean, <laughs> like error, error. Like somebody, somebody asked me if my uh, letters were SAI. I'm not going to offend anybody. I will say this. Because there are black people in SAI. I feel like if I went to an HBCU, I would be in SAI. Because it's different. Um, and also, mm-hmm. what my soar, my soar, she's in SAI. Because I guess you can be, I didn't know you could, normally you can't be in two social, social sororities. Well, there you go. You should join say SAI. It again. Say that to me with a straight face. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Well, oh, okay, but they can hear y'all. Y'all just can't see it. She lying. Say, say what you said to me. What's your face? Yeah, when I come in your you mouth, doing SAI. Okay. When you get I'm done touching your nose, say to me. You should join SAI on top of your SG role. <laughs> membership i am super i believe good. that i love that for you i'm sure you do i anyway, love that for no, you i have a life outside of viola and i'm very proud of that and i think never mind go finish that but i'm very proud of that and a lot of my friends are proud of having lives outside of music but that's not really a i think that, that's a to be fair that is a newer thing because i i must 
maintain my mental health and my and my veal is not always nice to me so therefore we don't always be there's really nothing for us to <laughs> to be hanging out with like we we do what we got to do and we go our separate ways not the way that smetna has been embarrassing me Mm-mm. Mm-mm. we got we got time we got visitation times okay not visitation well that's it that's all i got girl period all right so we are moving on to the topic this week um i'm excited for this so i'm gonna tell i'm gonna talk about how first of all how this even came up um and how i producer even thought to do this so girl it came from a producer um, using shout to garrett using your world to influence you inspire you Okay, so a while ago, a while ago, get, do you want to what continue with the episode go? or it's background? You just want to it's background no, it's sound effects. See? Okay, so a while ago, a while ago, Garrett um, posted um, a email, an email that he had gotten from a listener who was oh mad because God. why? What did he say? Oh, because the whole the Casando oh, yeah. like he um contributed financially to the to the slave trade and um garrett was talking about that and why he don't mess with handle no more because of that and this guy was like well how about you talk about how leonard bernstein was affiliated with the domestic terrorist group the black panther party how about that first of all even if that were true of the black panther party that's still not at all and also (laughs) okay never mind like Y'all just if that if that's the best you could say if the best you could say yeah well yeah he donated to the slave trade <laughs> but like, that's that's the hill you're gonna die on defending the person that that uh, yes. contributed to the slave trade that's the hill you're gonna die y'all on. are embarrassing wow okay <laughs> embarrassing like it's like anyway so um that is what inspired me to kind of look up that relationship between Leonard Bernstein and the Black Panther Party. And so that is what we're going to talk about today. So um, upon looking that up, I came across a um, an essay that was written in 1970 by um, a guy named Tom Wolfe. And the, and the essay was titled Radical Chic colon that party at Lenny's which um is referring to a party that Leonard Bernstein and his wife held at his house that hosted um in which they hosted a lot of uh, members of the Black Panther Party so from this essay came the kind of term radical chic which is basically um when people who are celebrities socialites or otherwise members of high society quote um adopt and promote radical political um causes but basically like for show you know like some there may be some truth to it but it's really just like they have this status so they can and um it's definitely I guess kind of sheds light on like how these black Panthers who are actually dealing with the consequences of having this beliefs, like they're very much on the front lines and then people can exist kind of in their ivory tower and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Justice for black people. And then like not really have a, a, a legitimate understanding of that, not really do it for any other reason than to just look 
you know, like they're down. And so we thought this was very, very relevant to our situation today. I just want to say that the essay is, is quite long. It is pages. Times New Roman nine. Yeah, it is. Not <laughs> 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 nine. It is quite lengthy, but um, so I'm gonna link to I link two versions of it. One is the original copy, which is like that that appeared in the like the newspaper was printed in. It's yeah. literally just like a scan of it, so it's like the real thing. And then I also just linked it, you know, like a regular like on a web page, whatever one you prefer to read. Um, but yeah, so long story short he had this party at his penthouse um and there's a bunch of pictures of him like posing with black panthers and you know he was very much he was vocal about his support for the movement but we're kind of gonna talk about how that relates to some of mm-hmm. to this moment that we're in right now and in, in not even just in classical music in the world in general because now you got you know i'm trying to think of a random company you got okay. jiffy <laughs> lube talking about how they are <laughs> because like because it, yeah. it's not just classical music because everybody has happened to come out with like how how is you know how we're um being inclusive and stuff so but we're going to talk about how it relates to classical music because we are because this essay kind of it, it starts off there is someone who was a really prominent uh, figure in classical music and um a group that was a really a prominent civil rights group so yeah i think um this this case with with lenny is um <laughs> is interesting because you almost like like when you dig deeper into it you almost like kind of feel bad for him because i think he was kind of caught up in the first of all the reporter that got this story was not invited snuck in um and then and then his wife was like oh welcome you know um he kind of got swept up in it because i think it's it's i'm not gonna i'm not gonna defend a white man but it seemed as though like he actually like he it seems as though he actually wanted to help the black panthers and was using using his platform it's it's like how they almost don't align that well which is which what makes it like stand out you know he he kind of like went way out of classical music to do this thing um but i think what what tom wolf was like commenting on was like this because um people people with money have been doing this for for like years you know it started with this dude named andrew stein who like um there was something with um these grapevine workers and they weren't getting their their due justice so he had this huge party but it was really about the party to raise awareness or whatever for it so i think he got kind of like caught up in like in kind of this thing because what ended up happening like it was helping the panther 21 and then they they were actually like basically set up (laughs) excuse me set up set up by the fbi all of this stuff was like and FBI said the government is let me not say that right here but wow y'all just be in everything except what y'all supposed to be in but um we see this I think we see this a lot in classical music not in such stark ways but really like stuff we've been saying all the time about how the organization I used to work for this is one of the clearest examples (laughs) 
the organization, I mean, I guess I still work for them, but they are in partnership with a major orchestra and the orchestra goes and they play for the kids and they're not really interacting with them. And it's like a, Oh, why we gotta be here and, and let, yeah. And then they leave and that's the only support that the program gets, but they get to get the photo ops and they get to do, um, they get to slap on the organization's, um, name on their website and i think like that's one of the many ways that that we see like this radical chic thing where it's like we wanted to make it look like we are making change and we are making effort when in reality that's not that's not the case um and the reason why like i, like I said i'm not going to defend leonard bernstein but we've seen him like kind of speak up for advocacy um when it comes to when it comes to the black community in classical music world, he fell short, however, was his inability to make any change. I can say all the time, oh, you know what? Like, we should really recycle more. But if I don't recycle, like, (laughs) like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you had all this money and prestige in the New York field. We should have been seeing, we should have been seeing after school music programs. Oh, with the, with the New York field teaching, you know, we should have been seen, we should have been seeing that, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that's uh, there's there's a uh, other ways we see radical chic, you know what I'm saying? Where you hire, um, you'll hire black bodies. Y'all love that radical chic, but they making copies, um, and then you know put a little razzle dazzle of uh, you know you might put you a little a razzle dazzle with a black composer. You know what I'm saying? Here and there, you know, switch it up a little bit. And I have something to say about that. And I, dang, there was one point that I wanted to make that came up before that. What was it? And it's one of those things that is like, um, the more you think about it, the more it's going to get away from you. I was, was talking, talking about... about? before that because i have something to say about the about the um, come on memory oh, i know what it was so <laughs> girl because it was like it's yeah i feel like the harder i think i have to like kind of step mm. back because the harder i think about it the further it goes um i was thinking about it in like specific to this moment right now because i forgot who said it but it was like a couple months ago at the time they said it it was in probably around may when you know when the the uprisings and stuff were first starting up so they were saying in may a couple months ago or even last year let's say saying black lives matter was like such like that was such um yeah like a charged statement you know like you see what happened to colin kaepernick's career and then like now you know there's been this shift where it's like if you don't say it people got something to say to you so like i feel like that's very much like they can now blame us for for right. looking at them sideways for that you know like it took like it took this organization this organization this organization to say it and then now you say it and that kind of reminds me of this thing that because i kept seeing a lot of people say oh it took this it took george floyd's murder to help um, I mean, f- for y'all to care about this issue, and and I was thinking like, no, because how many names are there? How many names were before George Floyd? It was not specifically his murder. It took there was a shift in the culture around um 
around this issue that no longer allows people to stay silent without culpability you know so I think that that kind of is how we see it showing up in this like Mm. like specific moment in time because it's like now it's like you must say it to keep up appearances um because a lot of people came out saying it like we know we don't stand for racism we had and we did that episode you know but um y'all come out saying it so that you know people are not in your comments being mad but it's also just like that's literally what it is it is radical chic if it's not backed by any type of action and the other thing I want to say about the music, how you what, you were saying something about, um, oh yeah, you're sprinkling a little black composer, and we were talking about this, and we oh we girl, what a week, girl. Oh, so and I was telling you about, so I I looked at this thing, um, it's like a course, um, for you know, it's like a music course, and um, that's someone that I know and went to school with started great idea real real cute um and it's about opera and um it's kind of broken down like like how a syllabus will be in weeks this week we're covering this topic this week we're covering that topic um and I think that really the next step for people who are trying to I guess be about it and not just talk about it is to really look at the context under which you play these composers like it's not enough to just slap them on the program because you really have to think critically about how you're playing like how they show up in your programming um and and you know when you play them how much all of that because this person they put together this whole thing and it was like italian opera week french opera week german opera week uh mozart week bipoc like every by everyone I'm like, girl I'm like you like and and people don't see anything wrong with that it's becoming this this kind of tokenization and that's the difference I think that's a really good example for people who are who are thinking like how well how can I tell if it's tokenizing or not how can I tell like Mm -hmm. what the line is that's a very good example it's a very plain you see how they treated Mozart Mozart gets his his whole week Italy gets their whole week France gets their whole week everyone who is black indigenous or a person of color period is in one week completely normal to y'all completely normal i was uh i'm not gonna say too much about it but i had uh i was talking to delaney on monday i had a very difficult um experience on monday um because we were tasked i'm just gonna say we 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 as fellows were tasked to find um pieces by black composers by by composers underrepresented composers now i'm very clear with what i think about that and i was like i'm I'm gonna find me a black composer because i'm black i'm like there's other um races here y'all y'all do what y'all do (laughs) i'm finding a black composer and if you know anything about um looking up black composers or composers of color whatever you want to say like they're kind of difficult to find and there's a reason for that um because that's just the way classical music is i mean um so i I come back with my little things you know i come back with my little my little finds did it take 10 seconds no i had to 
think about black composers i had to type their names in and i say string trio so we're looking at three steps y'all um but whatever i digress so we go to we go to class or whatever and i'm sharing uh we it gets time to share and the comment is made oh you know we can't really find anything so because when you think of string tree or you think of schubert you think of da, 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 da. i'm like there's a reason you think like that there's a reason for that okay the the narrative i'm like you know what calm down katie so <laughs> so so i get there and i'm like they were looking the person was looking for the other name the other white dude that they wrote down i'm like well why they find that um uh hail stork wrote um hail stork wrote uh three whatever piece of the week for string trio and three spirituals for string trio and it's a lot of dances and it's like oh well we don't want to play um we we shouldn't play underrepresented composer just for the sake of playing one and I was, it kind of knocked the wind out of me. I was actually, I did not expect to get that emotional. I know I said I'm very dramatic, but I was having a great day, you know, and I actually like, you know, I'm, I'm a thug sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Da, da, da. But I got really like emotional about it because it, it knocked the wind out of me. Cause it's like, we, I feel like when we talk, when it comes to radical chic, I feel like we we're kind of at the point where like we got orchestras building a four for four at Wendy's. You know what I'm saying? It's like, let's do what we doing and then we just gonna throw in, you know, a price or whatever. And it's like Right, like that one fry you fry. Got <laughs> 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 Was it you or was it Richard that finally believed what I meant by that? Did you did you taste the booty fry? I don't know. I did not say rich. It. I felt somebody was like, I know you talk about if you that one fry that just tastes like they. Anyway, so I forgot where I was. <laughs> um, but yeah, you it's said like the four by four we don't just play underrepresented composers just to you know, because we have to. And why at the at the first mention of one is that where your head went? You know, like, oh, she's just doing this because we have to. How about because she's played this composer before? They're literally legendary. Like, they write good music. Like, first of all, I got even more offended because I was like, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about John John up the block. I'm talking about Adolphus Hell Store. We could take, we could take the black away. He's one of the right. best composers we got in this raggedy country. Who, we, who y'all got, Copeland? Hail Stork is one of the greatest American composers we have, period. Black or not. Period. That's just, it is what it is. Meanwhile, the rest of y'all got f- four minutes and 33 seconds, and y'all calling that? We have, we have, a, like, I, listen. Right, not you, not you writing nothing and it getting, and it being, like, like what are we talking about? Like, it would be different if I said a composer, you know, who was like less known, you know what I'm saying? Still great, still black, less known. We're talking about Adolphus Hill Stork, American Port of Call, Sanctum. Oh, you know how much music this man has written? And then the conversation went to, like, oh, I think we should play the Dugnani. Oh my God, the Dugnani string trio is so, oh my God, what a lovely piece. I'm like, y'all are whack for that. That's whack. 
Right. Oh, like, he has an accent. I'm over here. I'm like, mm, we're in the twilight enough. zone. I swear, I saw the move, <laughs> room moving in slow motion. I was like, Dunyani is white, and I was venting to my teacher today, and I was like, um, because they have they they have a we'll see how it goes on Monday, but they have assumed this like uh, whatever. So I was venting to my teacher today, and I was like, the issue is that we were asked to bring composers of color, and we didn't do that. It's like y'all didn't even try to find one. And and it's like that's why it just seems like it kind of really like I went through a little period where I was like, what's the even point of classical black? What the heck are we recording for? You know, because it's like we 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 got a little cute whatever our little two thousand streams a week to all people who agree with us. Because if if we were reaching more people, mm-hmm. we would that this conversation wouldn't happen. And the thing that's disheartening about it is that I know that's how conversations go in the orchestra orchestral world. I know that's how it go. It'd be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Let's play um, Afro Symphony. Oh, but we did that three years ago. It's like, uh, right? Like, oh, we yeah, gotta listen to it, it first. Make sure we like it. And that was one we we playing whatever the Beethoven trio we're playing is fine, but it's like low key like it's not whack. It's just like, <laughs> and it's like. Go ahead. It's like the lack of effort is just no. I was gonna say the lack of effort is just ridiculous because it's like y'all will spend y'all done uh dug fifteen feet fifty sorry fifteen thousand feet below Shostakovich's house trying to see was there a lost manuscript under here? Can we find another one? Can we find another one? Y'all y'all love a a, a, a undiscovered manuscript from somebody else and just because it got their name on it then it's like and I understand that what well, mm-hmm. that's news I understand that but it's like. That's just, you know, the world has just opened up. Oh, my goodness, this. And then the minute it's somebody that you may not have heard of, it's just like. Yeah. Mm. And and that that's a bigger problem. That's another problem in classical music. It's like, it's almost as if you have to earn your stripes. And it's like, I understand, like, that that's totally different from, like, mm. someone just talking about something they don't know what they're talking about. You know, that's totally different. But the the weight that's put on, like, earning your, your stripes before you can even, like, have an opinion on something. Like, we've talked about. You know, classically black would classically black even be successful as successful as it is if we didn't have I, uh, the I, name of the Eastman School of Music behind how us? Classical musicians are absolutely not. It wouldn't, and that's really also very irritating because it's like you. It's like you have to, you know, have some sort of yeah. oh they did this or oh they've played here, you know, before it's like oh yeah, there's somebody I should listen to. And it's like even if it hadn't been like first of all it's again freaking Adolphus Hellstork um and even if you even if it wasn't Adolphus Hellstork um but it was and there's a reason why if you haven't heard of him especially there's a reason for that and that's what that that's what's giving people a challenge why are you not realizing that there is a reason for I'm confused as to like especially like (laughs) we're not talking about no like I said before and we'll continue to say we're not talking about no and I, and I don't even have a bias he's he not my uncle you know what I'm saying like <laughs> right like not, I'm not talking about my, my uncle my mama friend I'm talking about like <laughs> like one of the greatest American composers we got and y'all don't know that he wrote chamber music hang your head for that and y'all are so like encapsulated by whiteness that like you you just be like over the moon like over over the oh my god like we I, let's play Dunyani and it's like 
girl, what? Okay. <laughs> they said it like that. And I was talking That's to my teachers. Said yep. And I was talking to my teachers today, and I was like, let's be clear. Like, we were, Delaney and I have been having a lot of meetings lately, and we've been going back and forth about, like, what the spectrum by which we stand on classical music and the people that we are working with are also scattered across the spectrum. And I'm like, to be very clear, I like being, I like being a violist. I like being an orchestral musician. Like I get a rush out of that junk. Okay. We played that. We played Italian symphony last week and I was like, period, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I enjoy it here. I like it here. You know what I'm saying? But there's still like that part of me that like y'all just do us dirty for no reason. Like y'all, y'all be so daft. Y'all don't even want to learn about it. Y'all don't want to hear nothing about it. Y'all just want to, y'all will play the little concert and then just throw the little price on it. You know what I'm saying? Just be, just to say that we did it. And it's like, there's a problem with that. Um, yeah, but to go to, to cover something that you, that you said, it's not even the part of it's not you not knowing about Adol- Adolphus Hellstorm. Mm-hmm. It's like you suck, you dummy woman, you KKK <laughs> yeah, member. Yeah. Like it, it's the, it's the fact that you put the the onus on the composer and saying like you're not good enough for me to know, yeah. you're not good enough to be canonized, rather than putting the onus on the people who have literally just not given him the recognition that he deserves. You know, yeah, like that's the difference and also not having a freaking mind of your own you know yeah. like you're thinking oh you have to see it on the stage you have to see it on la field stage first you gotta see it on new york field stage you gotta see it you right. know on atlanta symphony stage first and then it's good enough to be played mm. have it has it ever occurred to you that <laughs> you know it, it, in america oh my gosh who, who can believe it people have been racist and not giving black people the the recognition they have who been can de- believe it deserving of who, wow who's heard wow. of it here in america no way not home of the free and the brave like <laughs> okay not home of the free to be as racist as you want to right <laughs> not like, with liberty and justice for all what a footnote footnote white people not you <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you y'all will say oh well mm, is it gonna really be that good and yeah, it's just we like listen to it first you are relying on the same people that have been playing the same six composers for the last 100 years. Those are the people you're looking towards. Right. Them. Also the not, people who have had so much turnover in their staff, but y'all still picking the same pieces? Also not us in a diversity fellowship. What's not clicking? <laughs> <laughs> the irony is just hilarious. Oh, my oh God bless it. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I'm not gonna be disrespected for one. And I, I was talking to my friend Nikki, and I was like, "Yeah, I just wanna put Dugnani. I'm just gonna put Dugnani." She's like, "Now nah, you on the on the mics every week talking about blackness." I'm like, "Well, I don't want it to be performative because that's insulting to me. I don't want it to be." She's like, "Let it be performative. Play the black stuff. Let it be performative." And it's like you really gotta like. I don't. I feel like until. This has to be black people in these orchestras. There has to be black people in these settings not just orchestras, but it has to be black people in these spaces to make decisions or this stuff is always going to look like radical chic because it doesn't, it doesn't be clicking. It doesn't click. Yeah, you know the, what I'm saying? The action, the the effort is not matching. Yeah. What you're saying. The effort is not matching. Like 
the fact that you won't even consider the possibility like like the first thing that comes to your mind is mm, too hard to find can't use google the search engine that's made for this that i probably use every day can't do that all of a sudden mm-hmm. my fingers don't work like the effort is just not matching up with what you are you know trying to appear to be doing and it's, that's really the long and short of it mm-hmm. um yeah, that kind of covers one of the points that we have on our on our outline is just like making it look like, you know, you're doing something and that's that's kind of goes into the whole idea of like people want black bodies in that space doing the same thing that white people are doing. Yeah. Like there's always a limit. There's always like a a, a wall that you hit. You know, when they're like, yeah, yeah, we want we want to be inclusive and we want to be equitable and all that. But it's like always like, mm, well, hold on. Well, Nelly, you know, yeah, we, we didn't say all that. And it's like, yes, you did. You're just not doing it. Slow down there with all that black stuff. Whoa there. <laughs> and um, and that kind of goes into also like another another way of kind of making it seem like you're doing something and not actually doing it. It's like all the freaking discussions that are not followed by any action why do y'all love a discussion so much that's so that's so trifling to me it's like y'all it's never a change it's like a round table uh a zoom meeting with a panel with and it's like in discussion with right about, like and it's like and i mean like y'all y'all say what you want haha y'all over here having a discussion on the mics every week the difference is we are actually talking about things that push the envelope y'all would just be like yeah let's all be kind to each other and and just um love uh, ourselves and our racist flaws and just you know yeah and see you guys at the beethoven concert next week it's like that's the difference the difference is katie is programming hellstoke on her recital the difference is half of my recital is by black composers the dip you know like the difference is we our instagram is you know full of things that that um kind of you know intertwine classical music and black culture like we have ways of doing this that is authentic Mm -hmm. to us and so that's the difference it's like y'all talk about oh what would be what what does racism mean and like and it's just like (laughs) it's too much it's too much and also not enough and also like i just the the issue i have what i've been realizing is like there's not any atone any atoning for what has been done and it's like i've been going back and forth with this about like how much are we responsible for the the work or the things that were done before us like how much responsibility must we take and are we responsible for the work of our forefathers you know and 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 whatever that looks like like now we gotta freaking recycle and junk and and take 10 minute showers because y'all destroyed the planet you know it's like what to what on a simpler scale like to what and it's like ain't nobody saying that's your fault but i feel like it's our responsibility to make the world better in any case and it's like y'all want to come and push the same stuff and y'all want to have cute little conversations and y'all and it's like it's just about music and it's not it's like you're really going to continue to to program Handel after he he paid into the slave trade y'all gonna keep performing and you don't see the problem with that but like god forbid we stop playing Handel it's like it's so like i don't understand like why it's so difficult but it's very insulting 
to have all these discussions about how you want inclusivity and you want equity. What is equitous about talking out of both sides of your mouth? You cannot say you want equality and stuff like that and you still programming Wagner. That's what the Met is closed this year. Make y'all think about that during your time off. If you're going to keep programming Wagner. You're going to do it on Rosh Hashanah too? And Young Kapoor play Wagner? You know what I'm saying? It's like y'all want to just talk about it. And that's why classical music would never go anywhere. Like, thank God we, I don't know, like, how they probably was talking about these diversity fellowships in 1754. And they finally came to fruition. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody, everyone want to be nice. And I'm not going to even say that I'm perfect because, like, I'm very much like, let's just be professional type let's just be like you know what i'm saying but it's like there's certain things that we simply cannot be comfortable when we are talking about changing there is nothing that has ever been solved in peace and disc in discourse and 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 rose petals and here comes the sun like there's nothing in history had that has ever been um ever been solved like that not god sending seven plagues like from the beginning of time we have seen this like there is nothing that has been solved peacefully so it's like it's gonna have to be a little bit uncomfortable girl and you got to be you got to look at your repertoire and be like you know what i'm saying what where where is it not lining up and where is it where is the inconsistencies here i think they are um the responsibility should uh of of what people who came before us uh should fall on um on white people today because it's not like those things died with them you know like the things that they did um the damage that they did did not die with them it'd be different if if you know they did all this stuff and then it ended and there were no effects of it and now we're like hey you know <laughs> you know it, like oh i was trying to get white people were not included it. in that no they must fix it because they keep perpetuating oh. it they weren't included in that that was okay. Yeah. They um, accept y'all. Okay. <laughs> Cause yeah, y'all keep the narrative continues, you know? Yeah, I wonder I mean, that's also another thing about the about the Wagner situation because I have I've heard arguments um on a spectrum. Some people say we should never play Wagner again and some people say it's irresponsible to play Wagner without context. I'm confused as to what that means. Like Context without, of like of who he was. Like I guess, uh, I guess what like in program notes or something. Like hey, he was anti-Semitic. That's not now here's his opera. <laughs> so we going we going down to the jailhouse and going to R. Kelly concert too. Speaking of opera and R. Kelly, man, I wish he just. That's yeah. giving the same energy to me. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't see the point of that. Yeah, I, I the only I don't see the point of that in an opera house. There can be a there an argument can be made for that in like academia because that's literally like you study the culture around you study the lives of. I don't think that for Wagner that's very important because y'all he's in the he's in the curriculum anyway. You yeah, know, I'm not regardless. Yeah, like so, it's not even like oh, we gotta we we're not fighting to get that part of him in there. It's it's the the performance side is what is kind of just making it 
I guess we talk about this man so much. Um, this is my last time talking about him. I mean, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to cancel him on this show. It's like I'm, I'm he gets so much airtime. He gets so much airtime. I really don't think he's ever going away. So like, I that's why I'm sick of talking about it. But but what I I think it's like you you acknowledge that part of him when you're studying like music history music history or whatever but it's like yeah he did this okay next chapter and it and it doesn't really sink in because it's just so like normal mm-hmm. to play Wagner to see him on, on on program and I don't know if I ever talked about that racist man in my class or whatever who's a literal white supremacist and um and also just ignorant and he was saying well we know when the whole Steve Reich thing um happened and they we were actually supposed to play a Steve Reich piece and um he was like well we didn't do this when we uh talked to when we played Wagner and it's like first of all I'm gonna need you to use your critical thinking skills when we play Wagner when y'all play Wagner um it was a different ensemble and a different conductor yeah go talk to him about that dummy like what (laughs) (laughs) why are you so stupid Not a rhetorical question. I would love to know. Why are you so stupid to come to this totally different ensemble, totally different guy, and ask him why another person didn't have this conversation? What, dummy, wummy? Do you know that people are not the same? Do you know that? What do you think they're together like cat dog? It's a different man. Totally different man. Anyway, um, what was our last thing talking about? Kind of bringing it around and talking about how you can kind of actually help the cause okay our first thing (laughs) um no because this first one i know i know you love the the first one is like transparency and being being upfront about whether or not you actually want to help because i know you (laughs) you Um, i'm saying yeah just say if you if you want to be racist just say that i rather it's it's way less insulting because at the feel like at the end of the day, it's just gonna be like it's gonna be clear anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna find out. So you might as well just be like, you know, we like it here. We like being racist. We like being hateful. We like our white things. We like our all white audience. And it's not gonna change. Yeah. And you know they haven't played any black composers, and you know Florence Price had to lie about her race to go to school, and we like that. We are we appreciate that that happened. Um, we think it was totally correct for that to happen. Like, <laughs> right? And it's just like we I know think it sounds it's the way to be. Right. I'm not in like I know it sounds ridiculous coming out, you know, that way. But it's like essentially, you know, if you choose to just lie to our faces and then like say one thing and do another, and it's like. It, like Katie said, it's insulting. It's insulting to our intelligence because you think like you're you're pulling the wool over our eyes, like yeah. we're just dumb, you know. Like, and it just goes <sighs> anyway. Yeah. So if y'all if y'all just prefer whiteness, just say, that. <laughs> just say that. I mean, some of y'all are saying that as very loudly, and we can hear you. Just don't like muffle what we hear with like you know what I'm saying your little black squares on instagram you know what i'm saying that's, that's it right because some of y'all are some of y'all are saying that i got some i got some organizations in the back of my mind but i'm, I'm gonna be nice can move them to the front of your mouth <laughs> 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 all 
Um, our next thing, it kind of ties into that whole, like, um, the fact that a lot of people stop at the discussion in, in, it's like, y'all stop at the discussion and the discussion is not what it needs to be. You know, this discussion is all about, you know, frilly butterflies and like being happy and, and, you know, I, am I asking you to stand in front of the mirror and be like, I'm white. I hate myself. I hate myself. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody asking that from you. Nobody is asking you to do that. But it's like, there are resources and I've seen them and which, and, and they're totally like, I'm not going to link them because like I said, Google works, but, um, there are resources. I've, I've seen, um, like for white people when they're kind of like on that, I guess path, whatever y'all want to call it. Not a path. <laughs> that journey, um, you know, of like how to deal with recognizing your own like implicit bias or like your, like the ways that you have helped uphold this system. Step um, one, implicit bias doesn't exist, right? <laughs> it, 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 there's like a whole, a whole thing about like how to handle that internally. Um, and being kind to yourself that way. And it's like, and if you want to do that, I'm not going to dictate what happens in your head. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that y'all expect black people to come um, into your, into these spaces and be just totally serene as if this doesn't affect their everyday lives, as if this is not a subject that, that they are emotionally invested in. Mm-hmm. Like that's just unrealistic. Yeah. You can't be like, well, you know, I'm 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 really learning and so if you could just if you could just endure us being racist just a little bit more while right. I do that. Like <laughs> like what? If you could just if you could just lay down and take it some more while we just you know, it's like that's not fair. It's yeah. not. So like you have to you know, if somebody checks you and the back of your neck get hot and you feel embarrassed and like you like I don't know what to tell you. You just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, I mean some things are hard. Allies have a lot to learn. And I think like this is not like freaking calculus. Like it's something that you're gonna have to take the time to learn. You know what I'm saying? It's like y'all have a long way to go. Good luck. <laughs> On your <Okay>. path. <laughs> Okay, my um my book of anti affirmations. <laughs> I'm ugly and I'm proud. Oh, for SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like anybody asking like people. I just I don't know. It's just like I feel like people would come away from these things feeling a lot better if they just would stop thinking about themselves so damn much yeah it's not about you right like how how self-centered do you have to be to be in a conversation about systemic racism and be like why it's like do you understand how 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 freaking microscopic you are in the grand scheme of this for you to be offended right. you know about someone calling out your racism that is literally like exists as it's a really you know tiny part that makes up it's like a mosaic you know the whole system is still there without you don't nobody care about you at <laughs> all <laughs> yeah and that's kind of our um our last thing is pr- prioritizing results over kindness i don't care about your feelings at this point and it's like i feel like you know the the expectation that black people have to juggle like existing in this space and then all the consequences that come with speaking your mind as a black person you know being labeled angry or aggressive all of that and then also being nice to you 
like y'all can't have your cake and eat it too yeah. like i just you know i'm not cool oh it's okay okay <laughs> the mics are on. <laughs> 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 nothing never mind um but oh it's okay that you you know you did whatever racist thing here's a kiss on the cheek yeah. and a hug and this you know because like i know that there's that whole saying of, like you catch more flies with honey or you could swat them you know yeah. <laughs> because it's just not fair that that the brunt of all of that work has to be put on on um black people it's it's just not fair um and if y'all want to see results like you're gonna get your feelings hurt and it's not even like we doing too much it's not like i'm not calling you out your name not talking about your mama like it's just i might talk to you hard you know or you might actually have to put in the effort like how you said those three steps that they could have took before um declaring that there was just no string music by black composers on the face of the earth like sometimes it's just that bit of effort what y'all gonna do after that progression y'all could put them together a whole fashion show with that radical chic y'all got going on so listen the end not the end it's time for black excellence where we hype you up gas you up and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top who you talking about delaney all right so this uh week's black excellence comes as a suggestion it was a su- suggestion that we got a long time ago but it didn't come as like a formal black excellence suggestion so i like kind of i don't know i kind of went back to it because i was like oh yeah so a while ago we we asked y'all to put like your favorite win pieces by black composers on like our Instagram story or whatever. And someone put one there like, Oh, also the composer would make a great black excellence. So I really, really, really hope I'm pronouncing his name. Right. It looks like Ayate. His last name is Shabazz. Come on, Ayate. So, I'm going to say Ayate. Yeah. Sorry. I'm so, so sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. Um, but anyway, he is a native of Biloxi, Mississippi. Um, he got his education in, um, music education from the University of Southern Mississippi, um, where he studied, uh, he also studied composition and jazz arranging. Um, so, you know, he out here, um, writing, he writes custom arrangements, um, and field shows for college marching band ensembles, um, (laughs) as well as, um, you know, some of the other places that he's taught. He's taught across the board, elementary, junior high, and high school. He's also written (laughs) for some drum course in Europe. Um, he is the founder, president, and CEO of Dev Music Company and Dev Music Educational okay. Systems, which is a professional development branch That's for education. Great. His company, his company focuses on the quality print, um, on quality print music for marching bands, concert bands, jazz bands, and percussion ensembles. They also provide administration, um, engraving, and music preparation services for a variety of composers, artists, and other uh, publishing companies. They are a global mu- music publishing company, um, so they have a worldwide dis- distribution. Uh, so he out here. He's um, a, a member of a number of different professional organizations, um, the Music for All Board of Directors. Uh, he serves on that board. He serves on, um, or not serves on, but is a, a member of the American Federation of Musicians. Um, the Association of Independent Music Publishers, American Society for Music Arrangers and Composers. He out, he out here, he out here. Um, 
yeah so congrats to him i'll link his bio um and also just wanted to like you know i'm trying to mix it up with black excellence i know we've talked about like a black music publishing company um and i think it's really uh cool to see this like in in uh, practice to see this um with a black man at the forefront so period My piece of the week is three spirituals for string or what's Katie (laughs) three spirituals for string trio by Adolfi Wolfie Hailstork. I I don't know if we're already going to like that. Find it on Google. So what about the quality girl? You know, these blacks. (laughs) Okay. We got to (laughs) stop. We're almost done. I'm going to say it again. Three Spirituals for String Trio by Adolphus Hillstark. I'll have it linked in the bottom. Because God forbid, you know, his grandbaby sets him up Apple Podcast and now he... <laughs> Was Adolphus Hillstark a black excellence? I feel this is not the episode mm-hmm. he should listen to. I feel like there was an episode <laughs> we talked about him at length or something. Well, who knows? I'm always talking about Adolphus Hill, so he's freaking lit. So, right, your bestie on the phone with you and stuff. You will literally talk to anybody. You guys gotta email him, which is public information. But he hasn't. He's talked to you. So, anyway, the outro. Ready? You setting up your phone? Thanks so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. Um, if you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, or an intermission suggestion, email us at classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com. Also, go to our website we at com, <laughs> which you can also email us from there. Oh, I gotta change the like, intro, the outro of. Uh, I, I feel like even after we watch <laughs> the okay, what am I saying? <laughs> even, after we launched the, even after we launched the website i still didn't oh you know what i feel like we we went on a break after that oh yeah we oh did we even talk about the website this is ghetto because we launched it the first monday after we took that break it's kind of like here y'all can look at this while we <laughs> while you miss us i feel like we should talk about it at the top of the episode next week because okay It'd be like three people that listen this far. Okay. All right, y'all. Bye or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Bye.